Do you want more high ticket clients? Do you want to know how they think and how they buy? You're in the right place to learn how to get all the high paying clients you want, whatever you want, and how to actually stand out as the world-class specialist in your arena. I'm Leanne and I've helped over 500 women go from very few clients to commanding better prices and calling in clients who are pre-sold. In this podcast, you'll learn the exact strategies that I use with my clients to get them more clients, cash and credibility. All the things you'll learn here are rooted in sales psychology and how your client's brain works. Also what to do and say so they buy. So let's get this started. Welcome back everybody. Hope everybody's doing well and today we're going to talk about how to get on your client's wish list. So what's a wish list? Let me explain. When I was a kid, I would go and get the big Sears Roebuck catalog. It was a big, thick catalog, and I would dive into the toy section. So I would dog ear the pages of the things I wanted, and I would make my list, and it was super duper fun to like wish out of this wish book. And I think it was even called the, the Sears Wish Book, so that was interesting. And we rarely got anything from this book, right? It was just me dreaming. But for some reason, I had big plans every single year. I was like, I'm going to get that Barbie dream house, and that's what's going to happen for me, and I'm going to get that, and I'm going to get that. And actually, we didn't, I don't even think we got anything from those catalogs, but I had a lot of fun putting those lists together, and it was, it was fun. It was a wish list. And the dream house never came in, but I still wished for it. I still wanted it. So... There, there it was, my beautiful catalog, I wish, wish catalog in color, and I filled out my list, and I, my parents did the best they could, right? So they sacrificed to get the things that I needed and I wanted, but there were certain things out of reach, and the Barbie Dream House was out of reach. So I was taught a few money stories about that, some good and some not so good, but for now I want to focus on your clients and you being on their wish list, and stay clear of the money stories for now. So getting on a wish list, there's an easy path and there's a tough path. And I'm going to talk about both today. And there's, you know, you could go the hard way or you can go the easy way. For me, as a musician, all those years of getting into the places to play, bars and restaurants and outdoor events and, I mean, all kinds of places, right? We played a lot of places. There was no audience. And you're always thinking about, You know, is somebody going to find us? Is somebody going to discover us? Are you going to get a big break? And the big break can come in several ways with music. Obviously, you can get discovered, you know, by some producer. Or you can build up your fan base and your audience to where you have some clout. Uh, Or you can do both, right? You can get the fan base first and then to get discovered. But it's the same thing when you get into business. We have to do the work on the front end where no one really knows us. So one of the things they didn't tell me when I started being an entrepreneur was that it was gonna take a lot of time and a lot of energy, like when I was a musician, to play to empty rooms. Because your audience actually tells you no quite a bit. So it's like, no, I don't wanna look at your content. No, I don't wanna read your post. No, I don't wanna get on a phone call. No, I don't want what you're selling. And it's disheartening because I get it, right? I played to those empty rooms. And a lot of times during those first couple of years with my second band, We didn't have a built-in audience, and most of our music was original. So very little of it was covers. It was hard for people to get into it. 
it's good music, but if you don't know the music, if it's not familiar to you, it's going to be less likely, you're going to be less likely to stop and listen. So when you play out places, people didn't know the music. Hard to get a fan base. But once we hit Billboard, Top 100, things started changing a little bit. We had this album and it was getting into radio play. We were becoming more popular. People had our music. They were coming to our, our shows and actually singing along with us, which is really cool. But we had an audience, right? We knew we could bring a few people in every single time. And wherever we were playing, that gave us a little bit more clout. But first, right, you have to get people to actually notice you and realize you're good at it what you do. And that can take time, especially as an entrepreneur, building your audience is a slow, methodical process. It's slow. Now it can go faster if you want it to, but the credibility you need in order to command a higher price and to get people to buy things that you're putting out there without so much effort is using your credibility, right? You use your credibility as leverage because they realize they need what you have and that you're very, very good at it. And that credibility allows you to kind of jump the line, if that makes sense. And that credibility allows you to jump the line, maybe in front of, possibly in front of other people that they're looking at because you have more credibility than they do. Now this authority comes over time just by building your audience and giving them valuable content. So giving them insight they can't get everywhere delivering to your clients so they talk you up. But even though you should be doing that, you could also be doing something else that creates a buzz without so much time, effort, and energy. The audience building is going to happen over time anyway. You're going to build your audience. You're going to get fans. You're going to get clients that are satisfied. It's going to happen over time the more you serve people. But it's going to be slow. And what goes faster is to have someone else that can help you get there. And what I mean by someone else is that a stamp of approval from a magazine, media, being on a podcast, being on TV, maybe even hosting your own summit with a partner possibly that could get you more audience members than you would get by yourself. So let's talk about that a little bit about how to go about this. So let's go back to the music industry because that's what I know pretty well. And when I was about, I guess, 11 years old, my mom dropped my brother and I off at a rock concert. I think he was maybe 12 and a half, 13 possibly. So we saw Foreigner in concert. I think, I think it was 81, 1981. Back then the promoter had an opener act to warm up the audience. And it was a little bit different than it is now. Now your opener acts, have, they have to pay the main act to be a part of the show. Back then your record companies would pair up musical artists that were similar in genre and they would try to get this first opening band into a popular show so that they can promote them and get them popular too, right? That makes dual money for the record companies. So I'd never been to a concert. I think I've never been to a concert even since then. It had a better opening act. The, the guy was just incredible. He was a singer. Um, his songs were great. He was a performer. He's a great performance. He was apparently a songwriter. He wrote all the songs he was singing, and I was just amazed, right? And this guy's name was Brian Adams, and I'd never heard of him before. Now, I was 11 years old, obviously, but I was really into music. And if you know anything about the 80s, right, Brian Adams, pretty popular. 
starting in about 84 and going all the way through that decade and part of the 90s. He was one of the most popular artists, probably with a lot of top 10 hits. And I could spot a really good artist even then, right? But I don't think the world would have known about him without that introduction with the foreigner tour. So I don't think the world would have known about him without that introduction through that tour with Foreigner. So Foreigner, right, was the hottest band in the planet in the 80s. In 1981, I think they had like five number one hits or something like that. They were incredibly popular and everybody was listening to them. Everyone was playing their music and, you know, Brian Adams was able to use their audience to build his audience and he hit it big time. So back to my point, right? Your audience knows certain media outlets and they know that podcasts are important and they know that TV is important. Like people that are on TV have clout. So if you're an unknown and somebody writes about you or you get an article and you write it in one of these places, your authority can skyrocket pretty quickly. So with authority and credibility, perception is really everything. And when you are positioned by an outlet that's already respected, you jump the line to the VIP section, right? It's almost like you go from this novice to a super credible person just by this one little thing. So remember authority and credibility, this is what we need as entrepreneurs, particularly in saturated marketplaces. So coaching is actually a fifth tier market And a fifth tier market, what that is, is a saturated market where people have bought and they've had disappointing results. And now they're expecting the thing they buy next to be absolutely excellent. It has to be 100% great. And they want to make sure they have not a lot of risk involved because they bought and they've been burned. And we're competing in that saturated space with other fifth tier people. And there's a lot of people offering things that sound a lot like you do. Hey, it's Leanne, and if you're ready to have more clients, cash, and credibility, head over to IWantClientsCashAndCredibility.com, where you can find out more about current programs, hit our vault of trainings, and join the community. That's IWantClientsCashAndCredibility.com. Okay, back to the show. So if you're going to have to find this way to stand out to where you stand up and over everyone... And finding a place where you don't have competition anymore is one way to do that. But sometimes that is not always possible because your offer sometimes is similar to someone else's offer. Sometimes you don't have competition, but most of the time someone else is doing what you've done before. So for instance, I've talked about Tesla before. Tesla went into a space where no one was at. They made an electric car that is fast and it looks great. And that's what people wanted. They were tired of the little bitty matchbox cars that didn't go very fast and were ugly. But because if you wanted to save the environment, you had to buy one of those. And now you don't have to, you get to buy a Tesla. So Tesla brand moved into this place in the marketplace where no one was. But for us, right, let's say for me, I'm a sales psychology strategist. There's probably a lot of people that do what I do. So I'm going to have to find a way to stand out rather than being like that first person in there 
the first person in the space, of course they're going to stand out. So there's actually three people that stand out, right? It's the three companies in the marketplace that always stand out, and then there's the minor players. So you have things like Tesla that were first to market, and they're always going to be in the forefront because they were the first people out there. The second one is the low-cost leader, right? And then the third one is the best. And so being considered the best, there's actually some places underneath that category that you can land and still stand out. I don't want you to be the low-cost leader and you're probably not gonna be the first to market. So we have to land in that other category of the best. So say you're a life coach, right? You help people fix what's wrong in their lives. There's probably a million life coaches doing what you do. And even though everyone's unique and everyone's worth is priceless and you have many traits that are unique, no matter how wonderfully we are all made, sometimes our program is gonna look the same as 999 other ones out there in the marketplace because there's so many. So if you add in the saturated market plus the savvy client, things are getting pretty rough to differentiate yourself. We have to get pretty creative here. So if we're doing business in social media realms and hoping that's where we're gonna build our audience, that's getting harder to do. You're gonna to have to have a really good lead generation coach to help you and it's gonna be hard and slower to build there because the platforms are getting harder to be seen. It's getting more and more noisy. It's getting harder and harder. Everybody's reach is way down. Everybody's complaining about it, right? The algorithm's against me. And the things that got a bunch of comments last year and shares last year are not even getting seen anymore. So you have to figure out how you're gonna stand out. And there's a ton of noise. And the trend is actually there's going to be more and more coaches coming online in the next couple of years. They're calling it the gold rush of coaches. So it's going to get noisier and noisier and noisier. And your client's ears are going to be filled with the noise. So what do we need to do if we want to stand out? If we want to go faster in the marketplace, we want to avoid this marketing issue where people don't trust and are risk averse to us. And we want to get some automatic trust built. And there's a way to do that. So earned media is the place you do it. Earned media is different than just media. So when I say media, that's like magazines, TV, podcasts, uh, anything that, that has to do with places that people get published or seen by more audience than just you, right? So there's people always in my inbox every day from Instagram. Don't you want to be featured in Entrepreneur? Don't you want to be featured in, uh, in Yahoo? Don't you want to be featured here and here and here? And I say, no, number one, like I write for entrepreneur already, but number two, that's not doing anybody any good because if you see the top 10 entrepreneurs to look for in 2021 or you see the top 10 business people to watch in 2022 or whatever it is, right, those people have paid to be featured and paid media is different than earned media. So for a while, People at companies like Forbes, Success, they employed some freelance writers and those freelance writers were working with media PR people. And those PR people were selling those spots in a top 10 lists, right, to other entrepreneurs and they were making a lot of money. So these magazines have kind of clamped down on that to where they can't do that anymore. 
And the Forbes Coaching Council has been the thing that's come out of that. So Forbes Coaching Council is actually a place where you can pay to get featured on a different website. It's not Forbes website. It's just a licensed by Forbes place. And you get to pay to be on it. And you get to pay to do articles on it. But it's not a real Forbes website. It's a siloed website and it's not indexed. So it doesn't help your backlinks if you want a backlink from that place that you've written for or that you've been featured in. You can't because it's not the same thing. People are not realizing this thing about media, but it's been a bit of a game about who could sort of game the system. And now that the magazines and the outlets are clamping down on this, people have to get more creative because you can't just pay to get in. You have to actually earn it. And that's what I mean by earned media. So the option for those articles, right? You want to be pitching yourself. You don't want to be buying them because those sites are not actually even real sites. And we don't want to get on the Forbes Coaches Council because if you get on it, you can't ever write for Forbes, ever. For the rest of your life, you're banned. So don't go do that. (laughs) Don't go buy media. Actually earn it. And what I mean by that is you're going to pitch to media. You're going to pitch to some of these places to where you can actually earn the spot either in an article that they interview you or an article that you write. Okay. So when you have a byline on an article, let's say on Business Insider or Real Simple Magazine, thousands and maybe even millions of people are going to see you. And sometimes that outlet will let you put links down below your article and now If you have an opt-in, if you have a website you want people to go to, now you might have thousands and thousands of people on your website. And you don't have to wait six months on social media for five or six likes for every post you make. You don't have to wait to build this audience. You can build it faster. You can build it quicker and you can build it with more credibility. You can send thousands of people to your website and bypass the line. So besides that, those publications are always adding to your credentials and your credibility, which means if someone is shopping around for whatever it is you offer, right? Those credentials, you just put right there up front and center, right? On your website or on your social media. And people are like, oh, wow, she's been featured in Influencative or she's been featured in CEO World or she's been featured in Success Magazine. Oh, that's really cool. That must mean she's more credible and they're right. If someone is shopping around those credentials, it's like you're credible automatically. They all contribute to whether you stand out or you don't. You can stand out without it. Don't get me wrong. But why would you not give yourself every chance to succeed? Why would you wait months for people to just find you when you could be in front of them already? In a credible way, right? It all works together. So now that you know it's the perfect time to get credibility before the gold rush, before the market gets even more saturated than it is, it's time to stand out. It's time to build faster and it's time to build better. So I want to help you wherever you are in your business. And I want to help you get to a successful place. And we can do this together in some of my programs and I'd love to help you. So if that's something that you want to do and you want to make your business move to the next level, with clients, cash, and credibility. That's what I do for clients, and I'd love to do it with you. 
So let's work together. Okay, that's all I have for today, and we will see you in the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Remember to hit subscribe, and to stay updated, head over to IWantClientsCashAndCredibility.com. I'm Leanne Heil, and we'll see you on the next episode.